I want you to take your Bibles or your apps, whatever you read on, and today we're going to be in Isaiah chapter 9. Now, if you're not familiar with where Isaiah is located, here's an easy way to find it. If, if you're in a physical Bible, take it and just open right to the middle. Now, if you open right to the middle, you're going to be somewhere between Psalms and Isaiah. They're, those two books are four books apart from each other. Uh, so if you're uh, there, uh, you may want to flip a few pages over to uh, the right or to the left, and there you'll find Isaiah. Isaiah is a very long book, uh, and so you shouldn't have too much trouble finding it. It's kind of in the middle or middle to the, uh, to the forward uh, in your Bible. Now, if you're in an app, simply pull down the list of the books of the Bible in that app, and Isaiah is around a third of the way down that list. So you're looking for the book of Isaiah. Now, yesterday was Christmas, and I hope and pray that your Christmas was a blessed time, that, that you had a wonderful time, but I also recognize that Christmas can be a difficult time. Uh, for some, uh, Christmas brings up loss or hurt feelings or difficult relationships. Sometimes Christmas Day, gathering together with uh, those who are around you may bring up difficult conversations. There are good and bad aspects to the way we celebrate sometimes. Let me give you an example. I have this amazing memory uh, from my father. Now, my father passed away a little over 10 years ago, but my father had a couple of Christmas movies that he absolutely loved to watch, and I very vividly remember my dad watching these movies and I'm sitting on the couch with him and a funny scene would come up and he would just lay his head back and laugh. Uh, and I remember this memory so distinctively because my dad wasn't a big laugher. He, he didn't just barrel laugh all that often. And so this memory of him watching these Christmas movies and just laughing so hard is a beautiful memory in my heart and in my mind. But I also have some not so pleasant memories. I mean, we've all had the Christmas days where we got together and difficult conversations came up, whether it be politics or, or even religion. Um, but I remember distinctively 10 years ago, uh, driving back to Texas uh, to go see family for Christmas. It was a little under 10 years ago. I, I can't remember exactly. Uh, but my son uh, was very young at the time and we're driving along. It's late at night and he had an upset stomach and ended up throwing up all over the inside of our vehicle as we traveled. And we're in the middle of nowhere and we had to find a way to get everything cleaned up and get him changed. It was cold outside and was snowing and that's not such a great memory. <laughs> so we have good and bad memories of holiday seasons, of holiday events or gatherings. Christmas can sometimes be a mixed bag. But I think that brings us to the question of why exactly do we celebrate Christmas? Good or bad, with all of the mixed emotions that Christmas can bring, what is the true reason? I know Christmas happened yesterday, but we need to continually remember why Christmas exists, why we celebrate together. You know, it can be about all of the presents and the parties and Santa and the tree and the decorations, 
But as a follower of Christ, Christmas is so much more. It's so much deeper. And it carries past December 25th. And so I want us to take our Bibles today and look at the true meaning of Christmas, what we celebrate year long, especially at Christmas, but the rest of the year as well. So take your Bibles or your apps, turn with me to Isaiah chapter 9. We're going to begin in verse 6, Isaiah 9, verse 6. Now, uh, let me give you some background on Isaiah. Isaiah was a prophet back in the times before Jesus in what we call the Old Testament. And Isaiah, there are many, many passages that Isaiah prophesied about the coming Messiah, about Jesus. And this passage is one of the early ones. And so look with me at what Isaiah has to say about Jesus, who will come hundreds of years later. Listen to what Isaiah says about him in Isaiah 9, verses 6 and 7. It says this, For to us a child is born. To us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and of peace, there will be no end. On the throne of David and over his kingdom to establish it and uphold it with justice and with righteousness from this time forth and forevermore, the zeal of the Lord of hosts will do this. For to us, a child is born. That's why we celebrate Christmas. That's what yesterday is supposed to have been about. You see, this idea brings me to today's big idea. The, if you've ever watched one of my messages, you know that I usually give one simple statement that kind of summarizes the main point of that week's message. And today's big idea is this. Christmas equals hope. They are synonymous. You see, the reason we celebrate on December 25th is because we celebrate the day that the baby a son is born to us, and that son brings us hope, the hope for all mankind. And Isaiah chapter 9 tells us about this hope. It's a passage that screams hope. And so let's take a, a look at what this passage actually says. So look with me again at Isaiah 9, verse 6. It says, For to us a child is born. Now, in biblical days, the birth of a child was one of the most celebrated and day, hopeful days that one could celebrate. And so a child is born, a son, and the government will be upon his shoulder. So he's, he's bringing something. He's bringing a, a, an authority, a sovereignty into the world. And his name shall be called wonderful counselor. You see, for some, Christmas may be a time of pain. It may be a time of, of sorrow, of difficulty, of hurt, of loss. But in the midst of that pain, in the midst of that loss or that difficulty, Jesus wants to be your counselor. 
He wants to be your wonderful counselor. Back in November of 2011, and I mentioned this earlier, my dad passed away. It was just before the Thanksgiving and Christmas holiday seasons were gonna start up and he passed away unexpectedly of a heart attack. No one, none of us saw it coming. And I can tell you that a month later, a month and a half later, when we gathered together for Christmas, it was a difficult time. The, the loss of the death of my father was still very fresh on all of our hearts. And so that particular Christmas was difficult, but it was a time of renewal. It was a time where we as a family got to remember my dad. And I can tell you that particular Christmas that Jesus truly was our wonderful counselor in that moment. You see, Jesus brought us comfort and peace from the loss that we had felt a month and a half earlier, Jesus brought us the comfort and peace that we were so desperately in need of. God wants to be your counselor. He wants to advise you and bring you comfort and peace and guidance in good times and bad times. But you have to be willing to receive the hope and the counsel, the guidance that he brings. What else does this passage bring? It says, in his name will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God. You see, Jesus was not just a man. Jesus was God himself. That child that was born was divine. He was God. And what a hope. What hope there is in that, that God himself would come to us. He didn't send someone to, to help us that, that was a, a third party. He didn't bring someone uh, to, to stand in his place. He came himself to save us. That's why we celebrate. You know, he came himself. And John chapter three in the New Testament tells us that he came himself because he loved us so much. The fact that the child that is prophesied, that is foretold in Isaiah chapter nine, the fact that that child is the mighty God is great news of hope for all of us. There's hope that God loves you so much that he himself came and died and rose again to rescue you from your sins. What else does this say? Wonderful counselor, mighty God, everlasting father. You know, let's be honest. Some of us had pretty terrible dads. I've talked about my dad quite a bit this morning, uh, but let me say it, tell you one other thing. My dad was not my biological father. The man that I've been talking about uh, this morning was my stepdad. And he was a wonderful father to me. You see, I've had really good and really terrible father figures in my life. Those that uh, blessed me and helped me and gave me hope. And then I've had father figures who hurt me and set me back and did more damage than good. But in the midst of all of those father figures and their situations and what they brought, God always proved himself to be faithful. 
God always gave me hope. And I can tell you that no matter what your father figure looked like or looks like today, God is faithful. He is a good and loving father. His love for you is perfect. And there is so much hope in that. Let's see what else it has to say here. Wonderful counselor, mighty God, everlasting father, prince of peace. You see, Jesus, in the hope that he brings, he brings us peace. Now, how many of you could use some peace today? I know that we live in a culture, in a world that is not filled with a whole lot of peace. There are wars and there are uh, famines and people are hurting and there's COVID and there's unrest. You know, there's, there's a lot of reasons for us to say that we don't have peace, but Jesus came to this earth to be the prince of peace in our lives. No matter what's going on in the world around us, we can always have peace in Jesus. God wants to be your peace. He wants to bring you peace. And then lastly, look at what verse seven says, of the increase of his government and of peace, there will be no end. On the throne of David and over his kingdom to establish it and uphold it with justice and with righteousness from this time forth and forevermore, the zeal of the Lord of hosts will do this. You see, Jesus came to bring us a covenant, uh, a pact, an agreement, which it's so much more than an agreement or a contract or a pact. A covenant is so much deeper than that. But he came to bring a covenant that if you and I believe in him, he will be with us forever that we, instead of having eternal punishment, if we believe in Jesus, we can have eternal life. And he came to bring that for all of us that would believe in him. You see, we have all of these things and more in Jesus. But when Isaiah wrote this, they did not have the hope of Jesus. You see, we can look back and see that Jesus came and he died and he rose again to save us from the consequences of our sins. But the reality is, is when Isaiah wrote these words, he couldn't look back and see what Jesus has, had done. He was living in the hope of what he knew Jesus would come and do. And he believed and had hope in that. You see, Jesus is the ultimate hope. That's why I say Christmas equals hope. Jesus, the birth of the Son of God, is the ultimate hope. Christmas equals hope. You see, Jesus was the only one, he is the only one who could come and forgive us of our sins through his death and resurrection. That is the hope that we have in Jesus. His perfect life meant that he was the only one worthy to die to rescue us. His death and his resurrection was done in order to rescue you and I 
from eternal punishment and instead give us eternal life. That's why we can say that Christmas equals hope. His life, his death, and his resurrection saved us and gave us hope. But you must believe in him in order to have that hope. You can have this hope. You today can believe in Jesus and have the hope, the forgiveness, the mercy, and the grace that comes through believing in him and what he did for you. You can live in that hope. And if you don't know Jesus, if you've never come to a place where you've believed in Jesus and you've placed your faith, your trust in him and given your life to him, you can do that today. If you've got questions or you're ready to make, take that step in your journey with Jesus, I, I want you to do something. If you've got a question, if you wanna know more, if you wanna make a decision, I want you to reach out to us. Uh, you're watching this uh, video online. In the post of this video, in the writing of this video, uh, there is a link to a virtual or an online connect card. I want you to click on that. That will take you to our website, to the contact us page. I want you to fill out that short form and when we receive that, we will reach out to you and answer any questions that you may have. But if you need hope this season, maybe yesterday was not such a great day for you. Maybe Christmas is not a day where you look back and you think of hope, that you see hope. And maybe you could use some hope. Maybe you could use some peace. Maybe you are looking for what God brings into your life. If that's you, please reach out to us. Click on that virtual connect card or, or go to our website and click on the contact us page, but reach out to us. I would love to talk to you and answer any questions that you may have. Do not walk away today without believing in Jesus or at least getting your questions answered about Jesus. Where is your hope this season? Yesterday was Christmas Day and here in a few days, we're gonna be celebrating the new year. Are you stepping into that new year with the hope of Jesus? Like I said, maybe you had a difficult day yesterday. Maybe Christmas is not your favorite time of year for whatever reason, but despite your situation, you can have the hope of Jesus, the life-changing hope of Jesus. In the midst of all of the celebration and what culture does uh, during the Christmas and New Year times, don't forget to live in the hope of Jesus and point others to the life-changing hope of Jesus. Guys, I, I hope and pray that Christmas and this coming year will be a season where Jesus changes your life for him. Join me in prayer. Almighty God, we thank you so much for who you are. We thank you for Jesus. We thank you for the hope that Jesus brings into our lives. And Lord, I pray that if there's anyone watching or listening right now who does not know you, I pray that they would reach out and that they would receive you, that they would believe in you, and have the life-changing hope that only Jesus can provide.
Lord, we recognize that we cannot be good enough. We cannot do enough good things. We cannot donate enough money. We cannot uh, love or serve people enough. It's only through believing in Jesus and living for him that we can have eternal life, that we can have that life-changing hope. And Lord, if there's anyone here today that does not believe in you, I pray that they would that they would receive the life-changing hope of Jesus and that they would be rescued from their sins. For those of us who do know you, who do believe in you, I pray that this would be a year of life-changing hope and us leading every generation to the life-changing hope that can only be found in Jesus. Lord, let us be the followers of Jesus that you've called us to be. We thank you, Lord. We thank you for your son and the hope that he brings. And we pray all of this in Jesus' name, amen.